from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction of any kind or those searching for a better way to live. Rich and Susan Collenberg found freedom from drug addiction and alcoholism over two decades ago. In the series, The Temple of the Mind, they examine the Beatitudes, the Lord's Prayer, and other Bible passages to show how God uses His Holy Word in the events and trials of life to prepare hearts and minds to be the temple of His Holy Spirit. Take every thought captive now on Freedom to Choose. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. With power and Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And Susan and I would like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose and our series, The Temple of the Mind. And this is program number 22 in the series, Temple of the Mind. And if you can go to our website and uh, www.justasiamministries.com and all of our programs are up there. So once again, this is the series, The Temple of the Mind. And this is program number 22. And we're going to entitle this one, To Be Seen of Men. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So Susan, would you please open with a word of prayer? Yes, our loving Father in heaven, we uh, recognize that our natures are um, selfish and broken and in need of repair. And so we, we come to you as uh, the great physician to, to um, combine and to be unified in your path so that you can show us the way out and um, the way to be truly free. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So our tech, you know, so I was thinking oh, that, um, you know, we have, <clears throat> excuse me, we have such faithful listeners and um, we, since, um, you know, the whole shutdown of everything, we have been not been able to go into Folsom prison to teach our class, but mm-hmm. we're hoping we've been asked to call back in a couple months in a row and they've had a couple of outbreaks. So they've shut down temporarily. But if you have time in your prayer life that you would pray that, the doors would um, be open. We're, we know we're going to start. We just don't know when, and we just look forward to getting back to doing that. Back so, into Folsom Women's Back facility. into the Folsom Women's Facility and to be um, with God's people or searching to be free with the bondage that binds them. Yeah, so, and, and, and we'll be teaching out of two of our books, uh, uh, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison, which I co-authored with Dr. Timothy Jennings, and it is— uh, we use that book, and we also use a very simple, the first book I ever wrote, and that was, uh, it's called Clean, Seven Steps to Freedom, and it's it's very simple, have some object lessons in there, and, and uh, it's 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 a really kind of a starter little book to, to get the con- get the concept of the grasp of addiction recovery right. and, and, and what's really going on. Right, because you know what, I think what the concept that has been lost somehow in our, in our, in our day and age is the understanding the reasoning ability to understand cause and effect. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, if this, then that, yeah, right? So this, our, our computers do it, but I think our brains have lost the ability to, to 
the reason from cause to effect. Right. And yeah. um, God desires us to have reasoning minds where we can um, understand the consequences of our decisions, because mm-hmm. that ultimately leads to either life or death. Yeah. And it's it's so, um, you know, that's something. So it's for any, anybody and everybody that would like a copy. You can contact us by phone or by email uh, by going to justasiaministries.com and sending us a message, and we'll be more than happy to send any of those resources out for free. And we also have Rich's latest Christian CD. Oh, that's right. That's huh? available. That's yes. available as uh-huh. well. Yeah. Yes. So um, let's get going. So okay. our Bible text for today is Matthew 6.1, and it says, Take heed that ye do not your righteousness before men to be seen of them. So the words of Jesus on the Mount were an expression of that which had been the unspoken teaching of his life, but which people had failed to comprehend. They couldn't understand how having such great power, he didn't use it in securing what they regarded as the chief good. Their spirit and their motives and their methods were the opposite of his. And we got to be careful as we look back and we're Monday morning quarterbacks in regards to the mindset and what people were expecting of Jesus. Because we do the same thing. Because we do the same thing. <laughs> like Solomon and, said, there's nothing new under no, the sun. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to pose the question, uh, what do you want your God to do for you? Right. And so I think that if you asked me, when I was in my addiction or before I truly knew God, maybe even after I got clean and sober, it was, you know, number one, take away my past and deal appropriately with those people who failed me in the past, whether it was my parents, my abusers, the cops, the probation department. Lord, set them right. Yeah, so so your world would be right. Exactly, so that my my mind is clean and and I have a clean slate, and God is like, oh, boy, we got a lot of work to do with this one. Yeah. Because the clean slate doesn't happen in other people. It happens. It happens in us. And this is what, see, the Pharisees said, we are not in bondage to anyone. Right. Well, that's not true. Right. So... So you you originally when you first when you were in your addiction you wanted it you wanted the rest of the streets to be cleaned up right and then that that by default would clean your side of the street yeah somehow. and then and then if you all just left me alone right. to live my life I would be okay stop interfering with me when in fact the interference that came into my life was the thing that saved me exactly right. so now you understand that god needs to untangle you not the rest of the world exactly yeah and so that that response we are not into bondage to anyone is is, is untruthful is, because they don't see their condition exactly exactly and when we're going to go easy on the pharisees because that's that's you know, everyone's that's condition everyone's condition yes, yes. right cuz just like me i wanted god to slay my probation yeah. officers and my Fix. the cops yeah and eliminate these people they're exactly. a pain for me so I, i'm going to pose that question again what do you want or what do you expect your god to do for so you so now mm-hmm. i have a totally different perspective now i desire for god to give to every person that i know or don't know the same thing that he's given to me, mm-hmm. and that is freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, freedom from fear, although I still have fear, but freedom from that overall overwhelming 
bondage a for, fear. A foreboding feeling. Exactly. Yes, which and, is different. And please, God, provide people with a remedy for resentment, because mm-hmm. that was like the biggest thing. God, help people to see that accountability for your own actions is truly a blessing, mm-hmm. not a burden. Right. So I, I have, it's really, I've really changed to say, you know, I want people to experience the joy that I have been given because I've tried to let go all of that stuff mm-hmm. of trying to manage my own life and manage uh-huh. other by through the management of other people. The manipulate all well, that. Okay, all the behavior. manipulation of other people. Right. Yes. Yeah, but see, we, and we have to understand. And, and and last program we talked about biblical perfection. God's got to untangle this mess with in between your ears without without destroying your um, individuality. individuality. Right. See, if not, he could just read. And when I got clean and sober and I was fighting all of these urges and all of this stuff and I wanted to be different, I just want to go. I wanted to be changed. Yeah, right Instantly. now. Right now, I want to be changed. I want him to flip the switch and, and he won't do that. Right. He, it's got to be our choice. And it has to, you have to go through time and you have to learn something new so that your innermost brain connections actually get changed because God can go in and he can, he can zap do your a little, little your little dendrites or whatever and make them, you know, send something, a uh, impulse down somewhere else. But God is saying, you know, it's through experience and through learning and through trust and loving God that we can be changed for eternity. Right. It's, it's not just the here and now thing. It's an eternal thing. Yeah. And you know what? There is that process and and we were talking about it. We had it in our notes that we were going to talk about it. Um, there's actually four stages to this change that you go th- that a person go through. I mean, they're not they're not siloed, but they are kind of siloed changes. And that is, you, there's there's the four stages. Are unconsciously incompetent is one stage. Consciously incompetent is another stage. Consciously competent is the third stage, and unconsciously competent is the fourth stage. Let me break that down. Very simple. <laughs> With me, in 1996, I was unconsciously incompetent. I was blowing it, and I didn't even know it. Right. Right? Yes. To- you know, just totally unaware that I was a speedboat going through a five-mile-an-hour zone, leaving a wake of destruction everywhere I went. I was hurting people. I was damaging property. I was doing—you you name it. It, you it was know, hurting yourself. It was hurting myself and everyone around me. Right. And if I hadn't, if I wasn't doing it in the '96, I was doing. You know, what I did in 1990, I damaged better in 1991, and I got. You know, I got more right. damaging. And totally un- unconsciously incompetent. And then, of course, that day comes when you get that little tap on the shoulder. Rich, you're at the fork of the road. <laughs> Forty-one years your way has not worked. It's time to try a new way. And I, of course I answered back, well, well I, I don't know no other way. You answered that back too, to, to some ladies in prison, the same thing. I know no other way. Right. And God said, look at 41 years. You, let me repeat 41 years. Your way has not worked. You're at a fork in a road. You use drugs. You use meth. One more day. You are going to die. Look at you. You're sucked up like a Safeway chicken, and you know you. And you, you, we were you're both fried. like death walking yeah, anyway. You, yeah, you're fried. Right. 
And so what are you going to do? And at that point in time, I became the second phase consciously incompetent. Now I'm blowing it and I know it. <laughs> right? Right. But I still got I got a lot of problems. Right. Number one, You're still I'm hankering I'm I'm hankering for some more drugs. But to, God God does he did something. I don't know what he did. But at this point, when I became consciously incompetent, in other words, I knew I was on a path to death and I and I didn't at that you know, up to that point, I didn't care whether I lived or died. At that point, the fork in the road, I wanted to live. Right. And so now but that you didn't know how it was going to happen. I had no idea. God said right. it's simple, but it's not easy. It's right. That's all I'm going to say. Right. It's simple, but it's not easy. So I, be, I now I'm consciously incompetent. I'm blowing it and I know it. Right. Yes. And, and that's a scary place to be because you have you got no two choices. You don't know how to do good because you've done bad so long. And your body and your mind is so in tune to doing bad. It's your automatic response. Yeah. I mean, first month I totaled two trucks because right. I had to learn how to drive again. Right. Let alone learn how to talk. You know, it took me a year to quit smoking after I quit doing the drugs, right? It took me another two years to quit swearing. Right. So my question is, because, you know, last time we were talking about Bible, biblical perfection, mm -hmm. at what point in my recovery where I'm still smoking and I'm, I'm still swearing like a sailor, at what point was I not a child of God because I was doing what God asked me at that point in time? And that was getting better. Cleaning up the mess right. took me a year to clean right. up, or took God a year to clean up the smoking mess. It took God another two years to clean my mouth up. I got that tap on the shoulder. You're witnessing for me, Rich, but you should not be using those four-letter words. Whoa, consciously co incompetent again. Right. So we go through this this phase. So now uh, I, I come to the point where, with the cigarettes, let's go with the cigarettes because. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to talk about anything, anything spiritual. Let's talk about physical stuff, the cigarettes. Right. And I, so I decide, Oh, you know, I got to throw them in the fireplace. I got to get rid of these things because it's, I've it's, become aware, I've become aware that it's killing me. Right. And it's it, not it, something it, God would desire you to no, do. No, God he didn't want to treat want, your body good. Right. He didn't want me putting drugs in my body. And now he does not want me putting these, this smoke in my lungs. Right. The first time I smoked, I knew they didn't want that in there anyway. I right. coughed, you know, I had to learn how to do that. So anyway, now I'm, so now I'm eating, remember I was eating the, uh, the butter balls and the <laughs> lemon drops and all that stuff. And so like, after you eat, you go outside, like the you're going to smoke. First thing you're going to do. Right. Yeah. And instead of reaching in the pocket and getting the butter, the cigarettes and tapping them and smacking them and making them packed real nice. So they're easy, so they light and they, you know, you get the full effect. <laughs> okay, you're no. going into okay. a lot of detail. Way too much detail. <laughs> okay. So then you reach for the butter balls or the or the um or the, the lemon replacement. drops. You replacement, right? So now I'm consciously competent. In other words, it's a fight, but I'm pulling it off. Right. I'm not smoking. Right. Right. You've got to constantly I gotta think constantly about thinking doing the right about thing. doing the right yes. thing. And constantly, God, you know, get me through another day without a cig. Give me through another minute without a cigarette, right? Mm -hmm. So, so I've gone from unconsciously incompetent to consciously incompetent. Now I'm consciously competent. And what happens the next stage? You pull that off long enough, and now I'm unconsciously competent. I'm not smoking. I don't think about smoking. I don't want to smoke. I don't reach for smokes. 
I go by and I smell a cigarette. I don't desire to put that in my life. So now I'm unconsciously competent. So those four stages, blowing it, you don't know it. And now, now you're blowing it and you know it. And now you're not blowing it, but it's a fight. You're conscious. You're consciously fighting to get through it. And then you finally get to unconsciously competent. That growth goes through everything. It's the same growth I went through with, uh, with the four letter words. Mm-hmm. It's the same, uh, growth you go through when any number of things that you're convicted of, you need to change. It, it's those four stages. So, so you said something, so I want to ask you the question. So at which point were you the chi- were you a child? Was of God? I not a child of God? Right? Yes. I was always, always. a child child of God, and maybe, I was always. Maybe. I hate to. I don't want to offend anybody, but I was always perfect in each stage of growth. Right. Because once God, you turn, once I turned, and right. and because God was untangling this, and I made a choice that aligned with His will. Right. I became teachable. Right. Rather than rebellious, right? That's Bible perfection, right? You know that. that these... So I think that everyone is a child of God. It's just that some children are misbehaving and, and don't want to be a part of the family. They're still, yeah, they're still rebellious. They're still in rebellion. Yeah, everybody has a relationship with God, right? Some of them aren't very good, right? Some some relationships even deny His existence, right? That's still He's still there. I'm sorry, right. you can deny. You know, I can deny the sky is blue. The sky is still blue. Right. And so those of us that do have a relationship with God, regardless of what stage it's at, that's why God says, you know, let your light shine. Let people see and um, let them even look at you through your life to see your changes. And then that hopefully can inspire somebody else to be free. And that's how they're going. And that's through. how you can tell that the life is a Christian life mm-hmm. is because uh, and, and once again, you know, I'm going to ask that question because what you want your God to do for you determines what who your God is. Right. 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 So I, I I so for me, I went from a person who wanted everybody to have the amount of pain that I felt that they gave me. That was what I wanted my God to do was to take care of the pain. All your problems. Right, the, pain, your... the people that caused me pain. And now my desire is that God would heal just like he's done for me, that he would restore, even though I need a lot more restoring to go, that he would restore anybody in any condition to back to a child that, that desires a te- his love. A teachable child. Exactly. Yeah. And so we all want that. And and so, you know, the Bible says if any any person thinks he stands, take heed lest he fall. Um, we, I kind of wanted to get to, uh, you know, we as we, we talked a little bit about being Monday morning quarterbacks, and we do, we pile on to the, to the Pharisees. Right. Um, how could they have done that? How, How could, could they have, have done not, that? How could they have done this? Not seen yeah. who Jesus was. And... Right, right. See, the, the principles cherished by the Pharisees are actually just characteristics of humanity in all ages. The spirit of Phariseeism is the spirit of human nature. And Jesus showed the contrast between his own spirit and his own methods and those of the rabbis. His teaching is equally applicable 
to all people of all time. We're all Pharisees, folks. Right. And you you can't you can't see that until you look back and analyze. You know, if I I, I would be very frightened to get a videotape of my behavior for the last week. Why? Why? Because I, I still need a lot of fetching up. Well, we all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you, you sometimes... Well, what about not just your behavior for the last week, but what if it was uh, an audio recording of all your thoughts? Oh, no, that wouldn't fly. <laughs> that would that not be good. That wouldn't fly. Yeah. No, that's that's very scary. We were talking to our sound person. Our radio producer. Our radio producer. the thoughts. Mr. Mike, I won't say his last name, but he's <laughs> grinning, uh, about, yeah, he just said that, because we were talking about before the program about motive and, and judging others and, and beams and eyes versus specks and eyes, and, you know, our thoughts, they, they precipitate action, maybe not today or tomorrow, but down the road they will. Right. And Mike was talking about it, you know, I'm glad no one can read my thoughts. Well, I would, I, I mean, I would like to progress to the point where I could tell people all of my thoughts all the time, you know, <laughs> Be, but I mean, she's going, whoa, this is deep. Uh, no, I mean, because G- Jesus- To be an well, open book. Go, yeah, go back to what is it, Philippians or Galatians, you know, uh, think on these things, everything that is pure, everything that is good, everything that is of good report, everything that's uh, healthy- Think on these things. Right. That's what God wants us to do. Why? Because we build brains that think about good things, and uplifting those, things. Right. And then those brains have actions. They carry through. They have they, actions. And the actions uh, build our character. Yes. So that's why Jesus says, you know, you look upon, you you lust after a woman and you think adultery is having the act of sexual contact with a woman. But he said, in reality, the adultery begins in your mind when you lust after someone. Right. So the sin isn't always just the act. It's born within the thoughts of our minds. And gentlemen out there, if you, if I want you to think of one word when because because we we all do have that tendency to follow that shape of that woman down the street a little bit farther think of one word betrayal right because that's betrayal in the mind right. as well right and so uh th- basically your 10 commandments are about betrayal right don't betray your parents don't betray your neighbor by killing him stealing from him T- uh, thinking about his saying wife, bad things p- about committing him. adultery, saying bad things. Betrayal is the problem. Right. And, be- and, and that one word right there. And betrayal begins in the mind. It begins in the mind. Yes. So that's hence our... The temple our, of the mind. Exactly. That's what this program is about. If we, if we can have that, look through that lens that, ooh, when I do that, when I'm gossiping about that person, I'm betraying them. And I am defiling the temple of my mind, which God it's, desires to dwell in. Yeah, because that, when you're gossiping about someone, you're not changing them. You're changing yourself. Exactly. If you're thinking angry thoughts, you're teaching your brain to become an angry brain. You're te- thinking hateful thoughts. You're teaching your brain to become a hateful brain. Right. That's how it works. That's the bondage that the Pharisees said they weren't in. Right. But that's the bondage that, that we are all, all in. in. We yes. are all in that bondage. We live in this, Paul calls it a tent, this body that wants to do good but doesn't. Right. Let God untangle that mess. Because if we cooperate with God with a teachable spirit, it may not 
it may not come to fruition today, tomorrow, next week, next month. It's a process. And it all it it all has its effect. It all all has its effect. Yes. Remember in the garden that when things grow, we do the things that encourage the growth. We fertilize, we water, we prune, we possibly dust for insects, we even harvest. We do those things that encourage the growth, but the growth is still a miracle. It's the same thing spiritually. Do the things that encourage the growth. Have that teachable spirit. Let the miracle happen. It's not your business on how quick God grows you. And God will cleanse your temple He will cleanse your temple, your your mind temple, Mm -hmm. so we can be free from this bondage of having to gossip, having to criticize, having to be angry. Or having to be right. Having to be, yeah, the need to be right. Surrender the need to be right. What big deal, you know? We got to go. <laughs> Remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you for listening to the Temple of the Mind on Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they're supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.